Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This NBA Picks Edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet ten dollars a WinBet and get two hundred dollars in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Jersey or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com/sgp. That's CoorsLight.com/sgp. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to sableduel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. My bad. A little clunky. I, I kind of fumbled there as Colby would say uh, he could fumble. <laughs> he could fumble. Uh, we're yeah, here. I, mean, I don't, if you listened and keep that unedited version in Ryan uh, for the uh, <laughs> listeners at home, because me fumbling the pre-roll, it was Ryan, you know, pull the curtain back. Ryan gives me a, you know, Wayne's uh, world style signal. Yeah. And it uh, seems like things got a little lost in translation there, but uh, Hey, not a big deal. Well, the curtain being pulled back, I forgot which camera I was pointing to. So I was pointing off screen, <laughs> which wasn't very useful. So uh, my bad Mia culpa. Now we can move forward because we're red fucking hot. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, first off, my wife did ask me why I was identifying as NBA Sean online. Is Again, that a gender? She, never, she she never misses an episode, but she did wonder why I was called NBA Sean, and I said uh, I don't really know. I think Ryan was just jealous that I have both a relevant uh, basketball and football team. And uh, just decide to hate on my, you know, again, it's, it's a seasonal love for the national basketball association. But when you're giving out lead pipe locks, you can call me anything. I went two and zero on my locks. Kramer went two and zero on his locks. Moonoff went two and zero on his locks. Combined six and zero on the locks. Lock City. No, I mean, I, what, what we should just bring moon off on so he can celebrate the locks with us. Yes. Moon off. Come on here. <laughs> uh, join the show. What's happening, man. Congrats on it. I mean, you're, you're hitting locks left and right. Yeah. What's going on guys. Yeah, man. We crushed it on the first week and I'm actually just here to learn from NBA. Sean, I, I want to get my NBA <laughs> NBA handicapping a lot better. So I'm, I'm here to learn from Sean. Well, That's why I'm really here. 
and I have the origin story of where NBA Sean came from. And it was purely, he didn't want uh, his love of soccer to be conflated with him as a person. So he found himself calling uh, his love of soccer personality, soccer, Sean. And oh, so yes. soccer, Sean has extended into baseball, Sean and NBA, Sean, all the other things that Sean loves and holds dear to his heart. I've told well, you. <laughs> yes, exactly. You may as well call me win bet Sean, because I've been going hard in the paint here. Uh, win bet. I've been hanging out in Colorado and it's so awesome having access to that win betting app. You get the uh, bet $10, get $200 in free bets, ton of other awesome promotions, hundred percent deposit bonus on the casino. That's awesome. And then, uh, I mean, I've been every time I was telling Kramer last night, every time I put in a bet and it's not a parlay and they show you that wheel and you can't spin that wheel. Cause you weren't, you didn't step up to the plate and make it a parlay. I feel like I'm missing out. So that the wind bet people are, are geniuses for that feature alone. Of course you uh, build your own bet feature. And uh, I I'm just, it, it is uh, it is awesome. Highly recommend downloading the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough through WinBet is available. If you or someone, you know, has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Brian, uh, you mentioned baseball, Sean. Baseball Sean will be making an appearance. I'm going to be heading down to Coors Field on Wednesday. This is a real uh, dream come true. Not only is the show, <laughs> our podcast, sponsored by Coors Light, but then I'm going to be going to Coors Field to watch the Phillies take on the Rockies. You know, I'm going to be cracking some ice cold Coors Light. It's uh, it goes down so smooth. I've seen a ton of mountains, some of which are blue. Mostly those are the Coors Lights that I've been just knocking back left and forth. It's it goes down so smooth, so delicious. Again, make sure you head over to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. Get yours delivered. Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And as always, remember, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What are you, a lefty truther? Left and forth? You can't say left and right? Have you taken the word right out of your <laughs> vernacular? Come on. Exactly. Uh, all right. Let's talk the association. First off, Moonoff. Uh, it sounds like maybe the, maybe the Sixers and we don't have a line yet because we're taping this right before game two. So I'm not going to get too excited. You before the show, you're like, Oh, looks like the Sixers are going to win doing your best to jinx my Sixers moving off, you know, and Ryan nailed it. They're going to blow them out. Game one game two is where I'm going to pretend to be nervous for at least keeping the, you know, the idea of a jinx out of it. But what's your, what's your take on the series so far? Yeah, I, I, uh, Kramer hit the handicap on the head, right? He said that the Sixers would just come out and smash the Toronto Raptors in game one. They did that. Look, you got a great performance. Iris Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris, you know, your two superstars didn't look that good, but you really didn't need them in that game one, especially after how Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey played. Um, but obviously, the bigger news for is for the Raptors, where they're not going to have Scotty Barnes, at least for tonight. Uh, he had an ankle injury, so he might be out. I don't know. These ankle injuries could get tricky. So, who knows? He might be out for the rest of the series. They won't have their best shooter, Gary Trent Jr., uh, tonight, possibly for games three as well. Um, so, you know, you take away two of your five stars from the Toronto Raptors, it might be tough. I think that might be put a lot of pressure on Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. And again, going back to game one, James Harden and Joel Embiid didn't have the greatest of game one. So I expect those guys to bounce back here on Tuesday night and maybe carry that momentum going into uh, game three in Toronto. 
Well, yeah. And I, and I think, uh, you know, Harden, I, I still think had a pretty decent game and beat only 19 points, which is, which is pretty low for him. Yeah. Uh, and he was taking his shot selection was poor, but I, I mean, I, again, I think the best version of this team is if, you know, Embiid is the primary scorer. Maxi is the secondary score. And then Harden is just a creator and like a third score. I know he was brought in as like, Hey, he's going to be the, you know, the second guy and he's going to be doing these step back threes and, and going off. But really his, his assist totals, his passing has been really helpful. And you know, his defense hasn't been a massive liability yet. So I think this version of the Sixers, <laughs> I know it's really not why they brought him in and they want him to score more, but I I'm kind of okay with this version. Yeah, I would be too, right? I mean, he played 40 minutes in game one, like you said, 14 dimes in that game. And if he could really just be that facilitator and set these guys up for their shots, like Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, uh, Danny Green, you know, MB didn't have the greatest of nights, like you mentioned. He wasn't really efficient, but again, you didn't need him in that game. So maybe tonight and here on Tuesday night, he has a better game and and going into you know Toronto. But the problem for Toronto is they don't have a guy that can stop Joel Embiid once he starts playing really well. And I think that's going to be a problem for Toronto going forward. I know it's only one game, but again, for me, it's really concerning when you're missing two or five starters for Toronto. Sean, dare I say, just be, let's be careful of the zigzag principle here because while there's a lot of reasons to say, yes, yes, yes. Injuries. Like maybe this is like Munaf is, is using the convenient truth to maybe hop to the other side. And be a real Benedict uh, <laughs> Beard. Benedict Beard. Can we go with that? Uh, I would would say this: the Raptors are the an all time unpopular play tonight. I told you earlier this week that I was going to take the Sixers to blow off the roof, and when that mu- when that series price for the Raptors more than doubles, which it has, I was going to buy back on the price. Now, I'm probably going to wait on that. But I am gonna. I I am curious because like this is the all time unpopular play. So when when people are listening to this, either you guys, one of you guys is gonna sound like a relative asshole. I think so. No, I, I I'm uh, I'm nervous about game two. I could you know this Sixers team. I think the biggest critique of them is that they can be front runners at times. So I think you know the way they blew them out uh, two nights ago, and now all these injuries, they may come in. And feel like they can just cruise. And this Raptors team, mm. while they are injury, you know, riddled right now, I, I think they are a well-coached team with a bunch of like, you know, like a well-rounded team. They don't have Kawhi, so their chances of winning a championship are out the window. But the, other than that, like they do have a well-rounded team. I think the Barnes injury though is huge. But uh, we're gonna get to the Tuesday night picks against the spread, Wednesday night picks against the spread. But Moon off, any other big takeaways for the NBA playoffs so far? No, I think that everything kind of went according to what I thought. I think the biggest surprise was Minnesota going into Memphis yeah. and stealing game one there. And I did pick uh, Minnesota, at least against the spread there. Um, should have been a little more uh, ballsy and taking them on the money line. But yeah, everything else, I think we hit the handicap on the uh, head with the Milwaukee Bucks and Chicago game. We thought it was going to be way too many points on that total. We took the under there. We took Chicago. Um Again, the best game of the weekend was that Boston and Brooklyn game, which pretty much came down to the final seconds at, at the buzzer. Um, Brooklyn kind of gave it away there in the final minute. But yeah, I think that game is at least that series going to go six. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, it's going to go seven, but uh, it's it's one game. But again, it, we'll find a lot more here. Over, we'll find out a lot more over the next two days here when we get into game twos for most of the series. 
Yeah. So we, we dominated on our locks combined six and oh, in the last show, but I know at least for my sleeper uh, picks, I, I did not hit and we've been given out three of these uh, sleeper picks, essentially player props. Very easy. If you don't already have the sleeper app, download it. It's a great uh, way to manage your fantasy teams. I know our, uh, or, you know, fantasy leagues, our SGPN dynasty league is on sleeper. And if you play their over under game, use the promo code SGP hundred percent deposit match up to $100. We've been doing these, uh, the three teamer, essentially three player props over under Kramer, why don't you kick things off? What do you got for your uh, sleeper lineup? Well, it's just real quick to recap my last one. Two out of three legs hit. The leg that I tailed Moon off, Fred Van Fleet, over 18 and a half points. Fucking 18 points. Really? You're going to do that to me? <laughs> that close. So I'm back for more. All right. Number one, we're going to go to Tuesday night. CJ McCullen, under 25 and a half points. Uh, defense for Phoenix has been good. I, I wanted to get an under on this card, so that's the under I'm playing. Uh, over on Wednesday for Kevin Durant, bounce back, big big time scoring night for Kevin Durant on deck, and then Chris Middleton, another. Well, I think what is what is his twenty nine uh, and a half? How many? Twenty nine and a half, and and actually for note, uh, Kyrie game one, I think it was what twenty six and a half, mm-hmm. um, maybe twenty se- twenty seven and a half. He's moved up a full point to twenty eight and a half. Durant twenty nine and a half. I took Durant. Uh, Middleton, 20 and a half points. Again, uh, they, I think maybe they get a little bit more out of him game two. Uh, so going to take Chris Middleton over 20 and a half. And by the way, I, I, I reported this on the first show, but when you're filling these things out, when you get to the end, you have the chance to choose classic, which is like, you know, I I'm looking to get 3%, maybe open a CD for my retirement, or <laughs> you can go all in and win some money six and a half to one on a three teamer. If you're smart, you know, that's good. That's some good EV there. Uh, you can set that to be your default, Sean. So you don't have to bother oh, to wow. choose all in each time. It asked me, it goes, do you want to just make this your default option? I said, yes, please. So that's my three teamer uh, again, six and a half to one. Those are great odds. Moon off. I think we need to let sleeper know to ch- change that to just let it ride instead of all in. Ah, Maybe they yes. can yes. change that. I like us. it. Um, but for, yeah, I, I had, I went Oh, and five guys. I'm sorry if you did tell me uh, at least some player <laughs> problems that were atrocious for me. Um, so for my three, I'm uh, going with John Morant over 29 and a half. Uh, he put a MJ clip on his Instagram. So if you're going to put that oh. better, you oh, put your yeah. ass that you better come out and drop at least 40 here for your team tomorrow night on Wednesday. So I'm going John Moran over 29 and a half. I'm going to take Steven Adams under six and a half points here. I think he was, uh, he was, well, it wasn't shut out, but he didn't have a single shot attempt in that game. I don't think he'll be getting a lot of minutes in this game either. So I'm going to take under six and a half for Steven Adams. And then I'm going to take Jonas Valanciunas rebounds over 12 and a half. He had uh, 25 rebounds in game one against the Phoenix suns, 12, I think offensive rebounds. Um, and this has been kind of a play or a, a trend that I've been on uh, during the regular season, kind of taking the opposing centers to go over their rebound props against the Phoenix Suns. So I'm going to, I'm going to continue that with Valanciunas here for the Pelicans. So over 12 and a half rebounds and real quick note on uh, why you want to be in the squad. Once you're in the squad, when you're going to make your bets, you can see, Oh, Phoenix, New Orleans, uh, Kramer and Munaf have plays in this game. You see a little icon. You can see what you can also see the full, full ticket, but you can just kind of like, as you're scrolling around, you can see, Oh, someone else is on this. Maybe I'm going to grab a piece, Sean. 
Yeah. And uh, sg.pn slash squad. That is the link to get you into our sleeper squad. So for my three, I'm going Durant over 29 and a half. It, it just seems like such yeah. an obvious play, but I, I don't know how he doesn't bounce back in that spot. Uh, DeMar DeRozan under 27 and a half. I think again, our handicap was right on the bucks kind of being sleepy game one. I think they wake up and really clamp down defensively. So I think it's going to be tough for him to put up, you know, 28, 30 plus. So under 27 and a half, I really like that there. And then Trey young, same type of thing. Like that. He was just ice cold for the Hawks. He's going to get a ton of shots and his total is 26 and a half. Munoff, I know you're you're way deeper in the player prop streets, but isn't that that's kind of low for Trey Young, right? Yeah, I think for Trey Young, he's gonna have to put up 30 points per game if they're gonna have a chance to win this series or even, you know, be competitive in the series. Um, game one, I think he was like one of 12 from the field and finished yeah. up with like seven points. So you're not, if if Trey Young is gonna be scoring 25. 24, 20, you better bet your ass that somebody else on that team is scoring 30 points for you. And I just don't see that. So it's going to really have to be on the trade on You're right. He should bounce back yeah. in game two. And the game before I had him in the uh, same game parlay on win bet yeah. that paid plus seven seventy, and he went over 35 uh, slow start, but he, he got there yeah. and a perfect transition to uh, the, the first game on Tuesday. We're going to break down Hawks catching seven and a half as they go up against the Miami heat heat laying uh minus three thirty five on the money line Hawks plus two sixty total sitting at, at two seventeen again, hashtag not a totals guy. I would guess uh, that that feels a little low. A public is going to be all over Miami as you would expect. They, they blew them out game one by 24 um, line was six and a half. They've moved it a point again, Trey young, like you said, one for 12 and oh, for seven from three, that's going to come back. I, and the heat shot pretty crazy from behind the arc, 18 to 38. I think that evens out. Um, they won the rebounding battle, the heat by only two 40 to 38. I think this is a good spot for the dog. I mean, Atlanta, I think it took a lot of energy that playing game. So I like them catching seven and a half tomorrow against the heat moon off. Are you co-signing that? Or you, or you like the heat to roll? Yeah. I like the Hawks uh, at least keep this game competitive and keep it within the number. Um, this was a tricky spot for them on Sunday morning, having that 1 PM Eastern start, right? They had that game Friday night in Cleveland to win uh, the eight seed. Then at the fly over to Miami to play that first game on Sunday. So, you know, it was, I think a quick turnaround for them having to get ready for Miami. But again, you know, your, your two best players or your two best scorers, Trey young and Bogdanovich combined to go one of 20 from the field over 11 from three point land you know, those two guys are going to bounce back here in this game too. So um, I like Atlanta here plus the seven. I also like them in the first half at plus uh, four and a half. I think that's Ooh. a good bet um, for them to kind of come out early, set the tone, let them know that we're not going to go away uh, in the series. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I never really mess around with first half. I know, I know uh, one of your co-hosts on the NBA gambling pod, Scotty Rice shell is always uh, locking up some first half. So not a bad way to attack it as well. Kramer, you look deep in thought over there. Well, what, are you, well, what are you doing? It's clear zigzag principle here. I think, you know, while the heat could just absolutely smash the Hawks, I like the idea of playing a contrarian uh, side set up for tons of regression. As Munaf pointed out, you have, you know, just, just guys who are going to find the bucket, didn't find the bucket, bad situation. So now you got some rest, so many reasons to like the Hawks. And then 
then you look at the betting breakdown and you're like, oh man, every everyone's on three out of four bets are coming in on on the Heat. Everyone's talking about how good that defense looks. So yeah, I'm I'm all in on buying the Hawks here. Classic zigzag. I don't know if they win outright, but I like them to cover the number. Moon off. I haven't seen it in our Slack. Uh, have you been watching Winning Time, the HBO Lakers show? I would ask I Ryan. Not yet. Okay, it's on my they, list. They have a <laughs> the guy they have pay, playing Pat Riley is just like this soft-spoken, you know, <laughs> like skinny dorky guy, and it doesn't remind me of Pat Riley at all. But then in this last episode, he shaves off the mustache, and there's a moment where like he he's yelling at a dude. Uh, at, yeah, he's yelling at this guy, he like turns the shower on him. He's like getting in his face and then he gets his hair all wet. And then it like flashes to like a, you know, an older Pat Riley with the slick back hair as if like, that's how he got his hair. Uh, I don't know. It's you, you have to see the Pat Riley character because they, they really make him out to be a wuss, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Real life. Pat uh, Riley looks like a mob leader, like a mob boss. Oh yeah. A guy I wouldn't want to mess with. <laughs> no, he looks like a guy who knows where some bodies are, yeah. but they, <laughs> they have him starting out and the character is like, um, excuse me, sir. If I could just, uh, please, oh, uh, no, uh, I love basketball. And I, if just someone gives me a shot to look at these plays and they're like, shut up, idiot. You don't know anything. It's like, <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy was, he was like a former, I mean, he played in the league. I doubt he, I I imagine he has some confidence. They really make him out to be a wuss. It's pretty funny. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, Next game, other Tuesday night game. We got three on Tuesday night, at least so far, or uh, that we're breaking down. uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be games a, per night going forward. Yeah, I was just trying to do the math there. There is going to be obviously a, another game on Wednesday, but we don't have the line yet. All right, uh, T Wolves with a surprising victory in Game One, catching seven now against the Grizz. T Wolves plus two thirty five on the money line, plus or two forty one is the total. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I I didn't know Big Cat had that in him. I I like he was he showed some fire. Um, they won that first game by 13 Memphis asleep at the wheel. Uh, they, they haven't really done much to uh, adjust the spread. Uh, t has got great, you know, production from their bench game one. Um, Malik Beasley had a really good game. Jade McDaniels had 15 points. I mean, that's how you win on the road. It, it's pretty obvious, but again, if your bench can shoot well on the road, you're going to be a tough out. And they out the bench outscored the Grizz by 21. Um, so that was huge. T Wolves also had the rebounding uh, um, domination there, 46 35. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm crazy, but I, I got to think uh, the Grizzlies, this is just a perfect bounce back, right? Like Minnesota thinks they, you know, they got one. That's all they needed here. I, I like Memphis minus seven, but again, I, I didn't think he was going to show up game one. You had a better handle on it. Uh, what's your take moon Yeah. I think going back to game one, um, we were all talking about how, you know, Miami act or sorry, Minnesota was acting like they won the championship when they yeah. won that play in tournament game. And people thought that that was going to carry over, but I think they had a couple of days there to kind of get their head back, you know, between their ears and, and kind of focus in on Memphis in game one. And we saw a lot of betters on Memphis in game one. They were just going to come out and dominate that people thought, but I thought this was a good spot to pay, pay the public um, in game one with Minnesota. I think coming into game two, I think this is the ultimate home run spot for Memphis because you don't want to go down. Oh, two going into Minnesota where that, you know, home court is going to be ready to uh, cheer on their team when they haven't been to the playoffs. I think last time they were, it was 2018. And, but prior to that, I think, I think it was back till 2004, but um, you know, Memphis, again, they're going to have to do a better job 
on the three point line. Like we mentioned, they were 16 of 41 was Minnesota. It's kind of scary to think that the Memphis Grizzlies had 16 more free throw attempts than the Minnesota Timberwolves. They still lost. Still game lost by 13. That's crazy. Yeah. And again, it was really bad going back to that first quarter where Minnesota scored 41 points in that, you know, first quarter it kind of got away from them, but um, I like Memphis in the spot. I really liked him in that first, in the first quarter here at minus two and a half. I think they just come out and play really well. And again, John Moran should come out and I would not be surprised if he comes out and drops at least 40 points in this game. Yeah. If you're, if you're building a sleeper lineup uh, over on his points, seems like a, yeah. a safe bet as well. Kramer, where are you at? And uh, forgot to mention while in our tout fest to kick off the episode, you also had an alternate spread in there at some point. Uh, there was there one of, one of the favorites I threw out the altar. I think it was the Sixers, right? The minus yeah. eight, minus yeah. eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, undeniable. Uh, yeah, I mean, imagine trying to explain to someone thirty years ago that a two seed uh, in the in the playoffs would give up forty one points in a quarter. Uh, that's <laughs> that's a problem. I, I thought this series would go long. I gave out uh, I gave out Memphis in seven. I think it was what three forty. I still like the, uh, this obviously makes you love the idea of this series going long, but again, let's come back to my argument. Maybe they dump the Gatorade or maybe this is a bunch of professionals who are now coming together and, and they're, they, they have that much extra juice. You see the dads getting involved on the sideline. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I like the zigzag typically, but I'm worried about this Memphis team. I, that free throw stat is really telling. That yeah. free that free throw. I mean, like some of the some of the regression stuff that I'm counting on in Memphis minus seven was actually there in game one. So I'm actually gonna take Minnesota again. I, I'm I'm I think Memphis maybe gets it done, but I am worried that uh, this Minnesota team is just fucking confident right now. And they went into their house and they punched him in the mouth. I see no reason why they won't come out with the unless. I don't see this team doing the whole like, oh, cool, we stole one on the road. Now we can chill. I think they're just going to keep carrying this over. So I'm I'm rolling with Minnesota again. I like Munaf's first quarter angle, though. I think the argument that you can make about Minnesota is that they have three bona fide scores on this team with Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and D'Angelo Russell. Right when you kind of go over to the Memphis side, it's John Moran, but then after that, it's really who's that second guy that's really going to step up for them. They have a lot of guys that can knock down three point shots, but people are banking that it's going to be Desmond Bain. Okay. Yeah. He did have 17 points, but the, the Minnesota Timberwolves have three consistent scores. And right now for the Memphis Grizzlies, I feel like it's only one guy with John Moran. Well, and, and come playoff time, like we see this, right? Like that works in the regular season, yeah. shit condenses. And now maybe we were just horribly wrong about Memphis. Yeah, I mean, and it's not, it wouldn't be crazy for them to to be kind of exposed as a regular season team and a Minnesota team that doesn't know they should be intimidated. <laughs> and, and it's not like, you know, Memphis has some crazy pedigree. I mean, slightly more than Minnesota, but it's not like there's some historic uh, franchise, the guys that are on this team that, you know, have a ton of experience. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be locking up uh, Memphis minus seven. You know what I am locking up? Athletic greens and that delicious AG one, but taking it every day, get the immune system optimized, get my gut health optimized. Oh man. One delicious scoop of AG one. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. Special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus. It's all there, man. And it tastes 
delicious. Just shake it up when you uh, start your day. Eight ounces of water, you're good to go. Seventy or sorry, seven thousand five star reviews for Athletic Greens. AG One supports better sleep quality and recovery. I've been. Uh, relying on these travel packs, super easy to bring with you on the go. Athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting, supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Been doing some traveling, getting on the uh, hotel, Airbnb, Wi-Fi. It's not, you know, I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about my stuff being hacked. I don't have to worry about their ISP and prying eyes because all my stuff's encrypted, baby. Got that IP vanish, make the IP disappear, hide your location. Hey, whatever you're doing on the internet, that's between you and the internet. Safe, secure, doesn't slow you down. You can use it on unlimited devices and IP vanish. They're offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan. We use it for God's eye in the SGPN studio. They got a 30 day money back guarantee. They're giving you nine months free. I mean, 70% off the yearly plan. I really don't know how this company stays in business, but it's a great product. Highly recommend it. IPVanish.com slash SGP. IPVanish.com slash SGP. Last uh, Tuesday night game, Pelicans, Suns. Pelicans getting nine and a half in Phoenix. Pelicans plus 400 on the money line. Total sitting at 221 and a half. Oh man, Pelicans again, kind of a team that looked like uh, happy to be there. Game one, Suns won by 11, spread was 10 uh, for Phoenix, barely covered. Uh, CJ McCollum didn't shoot well, nine for 25. Ingram, six for 17. Valanchunas, seven for 21. Um, I mean, there's a couple of ways you could look at it. Like they didn't shoot that well. And then they almost covered the 10, uh, Chris Paul, as always super efficient, 12 from 16 from the field, four for six from three. I mean, if he's hitting their, his threes, they're going to be in trouble. Uh, Booker again, always going to be a handful and the Pelicans actually dominated on the boards. I didn't realize this, like watching it live, but looking back at the stats, 55 to 35 in game one. Oh man, this one's tough. It's sitting right at that number. I I want to root for CJ McCollum and the Pelicans and take the nine and a half. It's a big number. I'll let you go uh, first, Kramer. What do you got? Uh, how do you how do you take the Pelicans? Yeah, that that's the handy. I like. I know the contrarian in me is like, oh shit, this is this is no different than the Heat Hawks. If if anything, it's worse. More people will be on the Suns. I just want nothing. I I believe more than anything that Chris Paul has just pounded into these dudes' heads. Let's get a sweep. Let's save our legs. Let's move on to the second round. So I think they come out and smash again. Yeah, I mean it, they they didn't play a great game and they almost covered. I guess would be the counter. But Moonoff, where you're at for game two with the Pelican Suns? Yeah, kind of echo, echoing what what Kramer just said is that they don't want to mess around with these guys, right? Like. We've seen Chris Paul get injured during the regular season. He got injured last year in the NBA final. So it's like, you know, let's, let's take care of business here against the new Orleans Pelicans, get our rest, get ready for the next round. But um, you know, this, this game was a single digit game going into that fourth quarter until Chris Paul really took over down the stretch and really closed it out for the Phoenix suns. And I expect a better effort here from Phoenix here tonight, or sorry, on a Tuesday night um, against the Pelicans. 
The rebounding is a concern. I mean, if you did tell me the Pelicans out-rebounded the Phoenix Suns by 20, I would have said that Pelicans at least should have won this game. But I think they're going to do a better job of, you know, keeping Valanchunas off the boards, especially on the offensive rebound. When you give up 25 offensive rebounds, that's not yeah. going to get it done, right? They were at offensive rebound was 25 to 5. And when you create those second chances, you should have won this game. But um, again, I think defensively, the Phoenix Suns really have the length and the guys like Jay Crowder, you know, Mikhail Bridges to really give fits to guys like CJ McCullough and Brandon Ingram. Um, and again, I expect uh, Devin Booker to have a better scoring night. You know, he did shoot eight of 19, but I think that he'll probably get into that range of 30 plus points um, in this game on Tuesday night. So I do like Phoenix to roll here. I think they take care of business. It is a big number, but I don't think we should be afraid of it. Yeah, no, I, I like the case you made about, you know, Chris Paul closing it out there in the fourth. And yeah, there, if you, if you just look at the offensive rebounding, like there's a lot of areas for Phoenix to improve. And maybe the fact that Pelicans hung around for the third, you know, for the first three quarters was maybe a a minor wake up call. All right. You guys convinced me. I'll take the, Hmm. I'll take the (laughs) Suns laying nine and a half. Oh, uh, should be another good game. Nats Celtics Celtics laying three and a half. They were four point favorites. Uh, the other week, the other night, um, Boston won by one point. Oh man, I had some uh, definitely had some Nets money line action there. That was a tough one. Kyrie came in fired up, put up thirty nine in game one. Uh, KD just looked bad. Uh, nine or twenty four from the field, one of five from three. We were all, or you know, at least Kramer and I were, were expecting him to bounce back points wise. Celtics won the rebounding battle. I don't know. I mean. I kind of like the Celtics here minus three and a half, even though I like the nets in the series, just cause it seems like the nets played their game. Like they were very, uh, they put up a bunch of points. Like they shot pretty well with the exception of Kevin Durant and they still couldn't get it done. I feel like that was kind of a dream crusher game one for them. I don't know. But then again, I do expect Durant to come back and, and carry the team points wise. So maybe that's enough. Moonoff, where are you at with this one? I it's it's a tough call for me. Yeah, it really is. I mean, again, I think we all agree, and I think the world agrees that this series is going to go seven games, and I think as fans, we deserve it, right? But it's for Brooklyn, like you know that you had you you had it, you had it in that final minute, but you just kind of gave it up with two layups, especially at the end uh, to Jason Tatum where he hit the game winning layup there. But I'm going to take the Nets here. Um, I think, like you said, Kevin Durant should have a better shooting night. Won't be surprised if he gets into that 30 plus range, um, you know, putting up 35, 40 points. It's really going to have to be on the backs of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie had a great fourth quarter for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and I'm looking for Seth Curry to, you know, give him some type of contribution off, you know, in that starting lineup and make some shots here. I know he's been dealing with a, a, the ankle injury. Um but I just feel like this is a game where Brooklyn can bounce back here. I'll take the plus three and a half. I think this game, this series should be one, one going back to Brooklyn um, in the, in this series. Yeah. I mean, I I'm with you. I do think Brooklyn, it's crazy to just be giving them points, especially with the idea of, you know, Kyrie still has a pretty good game and, and Durant um, should be, should bounce back. I mean, Kyrie has been crazy on the road. I mean, some of that partly is probably because he was only playing once a week and had a ton yeah. of rest, but he's really shown up <laughs> on the road shooting. So for him to have another 30 point game, probably not crazy. And you know, Durant's going over 30 a game too. So I'll take, I'll, I'll ride with you and take the nets plus three and a half. I am nervous about this Kramer. What are you doing? 
I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to go with Boston. I, I think for the opposite, I mean, this is a series where I think we're going to be talking about the series doesn't start until someone wins on the road. I don't think it's going to happen in game two. I think it's going to be game seven. Uh, and I think I'm going to just, I'm going to repeat game one. I took Boston. We didn't get the cover. Uh, no reason to switch over to the dark side. Like you guys, uh, I mean, obviously Kyrie's in his own head too. Like I, you can't, you can't react to people talking shit in Boston. It's just going to make them, <laughs> it's just going to encourage you. Like, haven't you figured that shit out? So well, and I, I, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if it's another lose, but cover situation Maybe. for the nets. I just think the nets, you know, coming in again, getting, getting the bulk of the action. Uh, I'll take the unpopular favorite here with the Celtics. Yeah. All right. I, I uh, think uh, everybody is like expecting Brooklyn to respond here you know, after their, their loss there, I mean, they were in the game where I was like, Oh, they had it. And maybe they still game two. It really is a toss up, but I, yeah, I probably just lean here with the Brooklyn Nets. But remind me, how, how is this Brooklyn team on the road? All regular season moon off Bro- at home. They were atrocious. They were like four twenty four and one against the spread as home favorites on the road. They've been pretty decent. They were yeah. 24 and 17 on the road straight up. It was home where they were having really the real issues, at least uh, covering the number. Yeah. Maybe they pressed that. I just, this doesn't strike me as a zigzag game. Yeah. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the nets here. Last game of our slate, Chicago bulls catching 10 as they uh, stay in Milwaukee for game two. We're looking at plus 400 on the money line for the bulls total sitting at two twenty and five bucks. Uh, they've uh, been horrible or, you know, not horrible, but not great. 27 and 36 against the spread bulls only shot 32% from the field, 19% from uh, three bit of a rock fight, um, but they got the cover there. Giannis played pretty good. 27, 16, um, you know, DeRozan again, I still think he's, he's on the under, didn't have a great game. Game one, um, bucks turned the ball over 21 times in game one. Again, like we, we were story. all over them, not showing up game one. I think game two though, is, is where they really shine. Going to play tougher defense. Not that their defense was horrible, but uh, I think their offense will look better as well. So I I'm feeling pretty good with them laying 10 moon off. Yeah, this was, I mean, if you actually watch this game, this was an ugly, ugly game. I mean, both teams really struggled uh, shooting the ball. Milwaukee, 40, 41% from the floor. Uh, Chicago, 32% from the floor. The issue that I have with Chicago is, is kind of going back to the season. Milwaukee was a team that really struggled defending the three-point line. And if you take a look at Chicago, they really just don't have the three-point shooters where they can take advantage of that and. And I think that's, what's really going to cost them this series. Not that, I, not that I think they had a shot in this series, but I think that if there was one area that you can exploit the Milwaukee bucks is their three point defense. And again, they just don't have the shooters to do that. So I think that Milwaukee will come in more focused here. They should have a better offensive game, um, knock down shots, be more efficient from the floor. And again, this is a pretty good three point shooting team as well. And you know, four of your five starters had only one make. And I expect those guys to knock down shots here, whether it's Chris Middleton, whether it's Drew Holiday, uh, whether it's guys coming off the bench and knocking down three point shots from them. Pat Covington, again, one of their best three point shooters, didn't have a great game. So uh, I'll take Milwaukee here. I know it's a big number, but I think this is a spot where they just come out and just uh, win by double digits here. As you say, yeah, Sean, I mean, smash spot. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I do think. 
again, Munaf really had a great angle there with the role players shooting better than they did in game one. Whereas you, it's tough to expect the role players on Chicago to show up in a game two on the road. It, the, yeah. the narrative of the bucks role guys is shooting better in, in game two at home makes a ton of sense. Kramer, I'm, I'm going to pencil you in as bucks minus 10, right? Yeah. As much as yes, I, I think uh, two reasons. One, we don't really see it. We're not getting uh, any sort of bump for the Milwaukee's going to be focused and maybe just going to smash them. Uh, it's the same number it was in the first game. And two, as I pointed out in the sleeper segment, like Middleton, like th- he's not going to have a shit game. Again. Well, if he has a shit game again, maybe the bucks are in trouble, but he's not going to have a shit game. They're going to bounce back. And I think that, you know, for a fairly limited bulls team, the bucks should send a message here. This is a clear zigzag spot, right? Uh, mood off. Did you, are we, are we playing first quarter in this one? Yeah, why not? I mean, Milwaukee has been good at home in the first quarter, especially in the playoffs going back to last season. And again, for expecting them to shoot better, they had a great first quarter in this game, right? They were, they won that first quarter 34 yeah. to 21. It was really after that, the offense kind of disappeared for them. And um, I think this spot where they yeah come out again and play well on their home floor behind their fans. Nice. All right. Going to close things out here in just a second with our locks. And our dog, before we do that, shout out to stableduel.com, horse racing, DFS simplified. So easy to put your uh, stable together, get the TVG screen going, watch the ponies go. Man, if you're listening to our podcast and you haven't ever got down on some uh, horse racing action, you don't know what you're missing. It, it really scratches that itch. I know you're going to love it if you haven't checked it out. And I know a lot of guys have already gotten tons of great feedback on the app. You can download it now at Stable Duel and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. I'll see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. And of course, as always, propswap.com, where America goes to buy and sell real sports bets. Looking to sell a hedge, buy a hedge, uh, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Perfect time to uh, get down on some of these futures, buying and selling them again, you can make tons of money on prop swap without cashing any of your bets. You just need them to improve in odds. So make sure you go to propswap.com, use that promo code SGP, get that instant deposit match up to $500 propswap.com promo code SGP Kramer, or should I start who no, started last time? I feel like you made me start so you could copy me. That works. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to, no, wait, no, I started. Cause I had Sixers and you copied me. Okay. So let's not mess it up. Yeah. My first lock Atlanta plus seven and a half. My second lock. While I do like Memphis minus seven. I am a little nervous that Minnesota just could be good. I think the easy play here is Milwaukee minus 10. They get it done for my dog. Oh man. I want to go nets. But I kind in a weird way, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll go Nets on the money line plus one forty-five. Kramer, what do you got? Yeah, I like the idea of smashing the one seeds here. Give me Phoenix. Give me Milwaukee laying the points. Uh, and then for my dog, I mean, we just watched a basketball game where Minnesota, like without gimmicks, beat Memphis. I'm still getting plus two thirty-five. I understand the zigzag principle and all that jazz. I'm gonna take it again. Give me the Minnesota plus two thirty-five, and then for the bonus. Oh, did you give out? A, are we doing a bonus? You know, you didn't do a bonus. No, you just put it on the sheet. You want? No, should we you do, put it on the sheet, right? I put it on the sheet. 
Yeah. All right. We'll have you to just copy and paste the sheet. We can we can go to <laughs> into litigation to see see who put it on the sheet. But yeah, Minnesota money line. And if you wanted to have fun, if you're into having fun, this I, sounds uh, like a bonus. I, I oh no no, it's just if you're ha- into having fun. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna parlay the first quarters of Phoenix and Milwaukee. Oh okay, I like that. It's a fun. Uh, Fun little parlay there. It, it ends it early too, you know. But some of us like to go to bed on time. <laughs> All right, Munaf, what do you got? Lock, lock, and dog. Uh, for my first lock, I'm going to go Memphis minus four in the first half. Uh, I think that they should Ooh. come out and play well here in the first half in that game. Uh, maybe Minnesota makes a run in the second half. I just feel like this is the ultimate home run spot for for Memphis, at least coming out of the gate. Maybe they regress a little bit in the second half, but I do like Memphis there in the first half minus the four. Um, for my second lock, um, I'll keep it first half. Let's let's go with uh, Atlanta in the first half plus Ooh. the four. Uh, again, again, this is a spot where Trey Young and Bogdanovich should come out and shoot the ball a lot better than they did. I mean, the only direction they can go is up after that one of twenty performance. Um, I think they can catch the uh, Miami Heat by surprise here plus the four in the first half. For my dog. Um, I'm going Brooklyn. I got to go with you, Sean. I'm going to go Brooklyn plus 135 here. I think Kevin Durant comes out, could drop a 40 piece in this game, and they come out and steal this game at plus uh, three and a half and plus 135 on the money line for the Brooklyn Nets as my dog. I'm sorry. There, there's something seems to have gotten into the studio. <laughs> we, the small dog sound effect. What's, have, the, what's the small dog uh, cutoff for the. Uh, f- four or three and a, is it is a it's four point crazy. dog? Is, is it uh, I, I'll say in basketball. I mean, you got to be north of at plus one, plus one fifty at least, right? Plus How about one, this? How about uh, you can parlay the first half money line for the Atlanta Hawks and then the um, no, that's no, no. Home. Small dogs are fine. I mean, okay. I have two. I have a small dog. I'm not nothing against the small dog. We just have to call <laughs> it out. Two it's, small dogs. It's well, my children do, but it's it's. <laughs> It's not one of those. It's one of these. Now, the one that I gave out, it's a grown man dog. It's a grown dog. So when you go to the vet's office and it comes time for the bill, you go, oh, the kids got it. Uh, yeah, the, ki- the kids take care of the vet. Oh, okay. All right. yeah. And all the That's medication, feeding, cleaning up the shit and piss, you know, all the usual stuff. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for coming on, Moon Off. Make sure you subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. Give him a follow on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Give us the follow on Twitter at Gambling Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube so you get these live shows, youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. And uh, big news we will be out doing draft day shows uh, right around the NFL draft in Las Vegas in the Blue Wire studio. So make sure you check that out as well. Kramer, hit us with the uh, thank you for thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean. Second the Money Green, he is Ryan. Uh, NBA Sean is on fire. Kramer, let it ride.